Hey guys, welcome to the Just Danny Podcast with your girl, me, Danny. And you're here, and I am pleased, because child, I really dig your company. So, let's have a conversation and see what the internet done brought us this week. So, last weekend was very, very eventful. The weekend before that, I decided to go to Atlanta to um, see my friends. Now, the trip was planned because I wanted to go see Amanda Seals. She has a comedy special on HBO and, and has been on tour with her comedy going to a number of cities so um i found out that she would be in atlanta and i spoke to my friend summer and we decided we should go it was um okay now she's you know just starting out as a comic she has amanda seals has done a lot of things if you guys aren't familiar with her you know you can get on those internet's and find her she's real heavy on instagram or at least she was before there was like a minor little um scandal i guess or incident going on but she has been she does have her own podcast uh small doses you guys can look that up but don't stop listening here (laughs) um and she just does a lot of things so we decided to go to that um thing i put up some I don't know if they're they're not on nope they're not on the podcast page but I can put up some things that I did I went to um this thing called Candytopia which is kind of like a um Willy Wonka type of place but not really like the like there was a woman she makes a lot of sculptures out of candy those sculptures travel the United States, I guess, they're going to numerous cities and spending like a week in, you know, certain cities. So if you get a chance to go to Candytopia, you're looking to have like just some really cute, quick fun, you can go on down to the Candytopia. I also had my first trip to the old lady gang because um, every time you go, the when before all, she, okay. I'm I'm giving y'all a lot. (laughs) A lot of sounds, but no sentences. So let me pull it together. Candy from the Housewives, who was also Candy from the singing group Escape, has, she and her family have these restaurants called the Old Lady Gang. There are three of them in Atlanta. I don't believe they're in any other cities yet, but they, there are three in Atlanta. But the last time I went down, I believe there were only two. And the time before that, there was only one. And so every time that I would go, there would be like a really long line waiting outside to get into the old lady gang. So this was my first time going. We actually like made the reservations because we thought ahead of time thinking and uh <laughs> went to the old lady gang it was um after 10 o'clock so let me just let you guys know if you have never been there if you go after 10 you don't get the regular dinner menu you only get orders and um so the menu is a little different it was all right i really wish i would have had the regular menu although 
you know, I'm not going to complain too much. I will say that because we were there later, I felt like the staff was a little bit um, not hospitable. They could have been a little bit more friendly. There were a group of people who came in and um, while... While the hostess was trying to figure out where she was going to seat them, the stat wait staff uh, upstairs kept singing, um, "We're closed up here, send them downstairs." And then somebody from downstairs wait staff had come walking through, and they were like, "Oh, uh, uh-uh, we got enough people down there." So I just felt like that was really, really rude to you know do in front of customers but i guess that's how they running it over there when candy don't run through to check on them and make sure they you know getting their work done properly um what i you know i i told you guys i'm trying to do this um vegetarian lifestyle um, so I did eat some vegetarian meals. They were really good. Um, if you're in Atlanta and you are able to go to a restaurant called Go Vegetarian, you should check it out. Now, it's really a vegan restaurant, not a vegetarian restaurant. And they do some amazing things with um, food. And it's like a um, vegan soul food spot. And like I said, the food was really good. I had um, some delicious fares. I won't tell you what I ate because you should go and check it out for yourself. But I did have some really good um, food there. Uh, The service is a little bit slower than I would like. However, um, they are going through some changes. So, you know, give them a, 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 you know, give them a little bit of grace when you get there waiting for your um, food. But all in all, it was a really, really good trip. I did a lot of things. I was very, very busy. Oh, you guys, let me tell you <laughs> the best part. Okay. Um, I don't know if anybody is familiar with this in their city, but um, we just got one in my city. But in Atlanta, they have a place called True Rest Spa. Okay. This is where you get into this chamber of water that has like 100 pounds of Epsom salt in it so you don't sink. Like you literally just float. And you lay in this water and you just float in there for like an hour. And I want to tell y'all that it was the best experience. Um, I'm a water baby. I love water. And it gave me the chance to, like, lay and relax and think and, you know, just, like, have a moment. Because sometimes you need to be able to take some time for yourself. And I just want you guys to know, True Rest in Atlanta, there was only one now. So, if you are in Atlanta, you got to go find that thing. I can't even tell you where it's at because I'm not from Atlanta, but... If you look it up and you just look up a true rest spa, you will um, rest, R-E-S-T, true rest. You will be able to find this place. It was uh, amazing for me anyway. um, I took two of my friends to, um, you know, experience this with me. One of them 
just it wasn't a cup of tea they was pretty much on a naw dog i'm good and then the other one was like this was pretty decent i would come back again and i was like oh my goodness like i just wanted to not get out i was just like whatever else we got planned for today we don't need to do because i'm good um so i was you know i was happy for the fact that I got to experience this because I had been wanting to do it for a while. I saw it somewhere. I don't know. I saw like a video clip of being able to do it. I don't know where I saw it. But when I did see it, I was like, all I kept talking about. When I was talking to um, my friends, I would be like, oh, man, I got to get to this true rest thing. And finally, we got there. It was amazing. Um, the only thing was my hair got wet. Now, I have locks. So, my hair being wet was a problem because I needed to get that stuff dry. I had other things to do for the day. So, you know, we worked it out because they do have, at the at the spa, they do have, like, blow dryers and things for you to handle yourself. So, we did, you know, I hit the, the blow dryer and then I hit the hair store because I needed a couple of products to, um put my hair together you know like a scrunchie and a scarf and a little something for them edges but I pulled it together and she looked cute I have to say when I was done then I went and got um a henna tattoo it was so cute at first it looked like she was just the girl was just like you know scribbling on my hand and um but then she after a process, like, it has to dry, it has to sit and dry and then, like, I don't know, curate or seep into your skin. I don't know what it do. But when I woke up the next day, that thing was so pretty and it it, it lasted. I think the, t- today was the day that it, like, I didn't notice any of it. Because, you know, you, like, have to wash. Every time you wash your hands, you can, you know, you start to fade it or whatever. But I would definitely go get another one. It was kind of relaxing to get that thing too, done, too, so... If you ever get a chance to do the henna, I would advise that you do that as well. Now, this is where the tables turn, child, because I got off the plane. And normally when I leave the airport because, you know, she don't got no money, I catch public transportation back to my house. And um, I never take my car to the airport. I'm not really sure why I don't take my car to the airport. Now, this time, somebody needed to use my car, so that's why I didn't take it. But normally, I don't take my car to the airport. But anyway, back to the story. I was approaching my house. Um, Nope. Let me Let me backtrack that. When I went to the airport on my way to Atlanta, I got a phone call that said that my great aunt had passed so you know i'm trying to be a g up in this piece at the airport and not cry holding back the tears and i'm a crier y'all i cry about a whole bunch of stuff i know it's been a couple episodes on here where y'all didn't heard me cry and even the last segment that i posted you know it was a little rough for me like i was still trying to pull it together so you know, I'm in the, in the line. I hadn't even gone through security yet. And I was cr- already like, oh, pull it together, bro. You got to be better than that. So, you know, 
I I got the news that my aunt had passed away. And this is my great aunt. She was 98 years old. And we're going to talk about it a little bit later. But um, definitely somebody that you would be like, oh, dang, when they pass away, right? So I got that news, went through my weekend, came home, got on the public transportation, was approaching my house. And when I got close to my house, I got a call from my mom talking about, oh, yeah, I had a doctor's appointment this morning. And when I got to the doctor, they told me to go to the emergency room. And I'm like, child, I just got back. And I was supposed to go to work that same day. So I had a call off of work. Go over to the hospital. Sure enough, my mom was not just in the emergency room, but they had ab- admitted her to the hospital. Okay, so <laughs> I was just like, what in the world, Lord? Because I could tell you, I promise you, I couldn't take it. And so, you know, we had to stay at the hospital. My mom stayed for a couple of days. I, I you know, was handling handling that situation or the stress of that and then my mom got out just in time for me to go to a viewing and let me just tell you guys I do not handle going to viewings well um I'm always just uncomfortable with somebody's body being in a room and we just talking about oh what you you know let's catch up so I'm not judging anybody who's okay with it I'm just letting you know that I am never okay with that concept so I didn't stay long but then I had to go to a funeral on Friday and um hang out with my family on Saturday and all of that kind of stuff so by the time I got to Monday or Sunday night even I had just been spent like I had no more energy for anything and sometimes you just need a quick little break and so I needed to take one And unfortunately, that led to me not being able to record last week. But you guys were still on my heart. That's why I wanted to leave a quick little message. And yes, I did promise you guys a video. Um, However, I thought I was going to be able to go see the movie Little on Saturday. And I was not able to do so. I actually wasn't able to see the movie till today. So um, I will be making that video because I want to talk about it just a little bit so if you want to watch the video get ready because it's going to be spoiler alerts up in that piece but um the prep for that is always already underway so that should be up tomorrow on um i'm going to put it on instagram tv so you you guys can find it because (sighs) child when i tell you like it's always rough trying to get this stuff together but i'm working really hard i promise you guys i really am working to get things together but that is that was my last week two weeks of um busy busy and it is also my explanation as to why there wasn't an episode last week please forgive me and i i'm so grateful for you guys still being here rocking with me but let's get into today's conversation so the last time we spoke i gave a quick little um moment of silence for rapper nipsey hustle because he was murdered um in LA the week two weeks ago 
then I decided to, you know, I was familiar with him just a little bit, knowing that he was a rapper. Um, I really wasn't familiar with any of his music, uh, but he was engaged to or maybe newly married to actress Lauren London. And so that's how I knew of him. And there, you know, was like a little bit of talk that I would, you know, see on the internet because, you know, I walk those internet streets. But I decided to like really look at a lot of the stuff that was going on because his, the, the internet was just ablaze with, so many people showing how much he he affected their lives. Now, last week I said I, not last week, but two weeks ago I said I couldn't pronounce his name and I didn't want to say his first name um, incorrectly. And so now I did get a chance to listen to a lot of people, um, you know, pronounce it. And I believe it's Hermes. Um, Joseph Asmagon, Asgadom, um, but that's his actual name and his rapper name is Nipsey Hussle. But when I was, when I tell you on the internets, on social media, especially so many celebrities, not just in the music industry, but just all over the place were expressing their pain of losing this young man who was 33 years old when he passed because he was not not that being a rapper is not a good thing but he was not only a rapper because he he is a former gang member and had been doing a lot of community activism he really was trying to change the course of the outlook of the, the the people in his community. He had um opened a clothing business which is actually where he was murdered. Um and um he was opening a restaurant, there was a barber shop, there was um apparently I believe he bought like a whole strip mall and was trying to like transform the strip mall into all this positivity. He had like a a um, place where people who were trying to start, you know, start a businesses could go to do a lot of the work. I believe I mentioned that before. Um, he was getting ready to, I believe the day after his murder was, um, the date was scheduled to meet with police to have conversations about, you know, um, what could be done about the gang violence and the gangs going, you know, the gangs in the community trying to be able to figure out ways to, you know, give them some kind of hope for them to not want to have to be gangbangers and all of that kind of thing. I don't even know if people still say gangbangers, but I don't know what other word there is. That's what I still say. So, you know, if, if that's incorrect, please forgive me. But I know that he was trying to do it. There were vigils, vigils held all over the place. Um, there were just like marches and people were just trying to show their support for his family, for what he was trying to do. Um, even on the day when he was murdered, the at the time that he was murdered, he was at the clothing store that he owned with, you know, a couple of business partners. And um, one of his friends had just got out of prison. And so Nipsey was there trying to 
you know, give free clothing to a friend of his who actually, I believe, did 20 years in jail. I don't know what for. Um, it, it doesn't even, I think right now it doesn't even matter. The guy's time and debt had been paid. And so he had been released from prison. And Nipsey was trying to, you know, give him some up-to-date clothing because if you have been in prison for 20 years whatever you was wearing 20 years ago even if it's at your mama's house in the closet you don't want that stuff right so apparently there was an altercation um not an altercation but words exchanged earlier in the day with someone who had been told not to come back to the store and that guy then decided that he was so upset about it you know there's a lot of people who don't handle um, embarrassment well. And maybe he felt like Nipsey owed him something. Who knows? But this guy, um, we won't say his name on this uh, on this episode, but this guy left, came back with a gun, had some woman waiting in the back alley with her car and um, shot three people and killed... One of them being Nipsey, and Nipsey ended up dying, I believe, on the way to the hospital. Um, it was very unfortunate. However, what I wanted to talk about was it today is legacy. Because the the legacy that Nipsey left behind, overwhelming I mean just so many people who were affected by it and people who still want to do stuff I mean he's supposed to be he was supposed to be doing some documentary um I think he was producing a documentary about Dr. Sebi who is the man who was who had claimed to cured AIDS and cancer and I believe sued was sued by the city or United States or somebody sued him and he won the case, um, I guess proving that he was, um, he did have, did have proof that he cured it. However, because he didn't have a um, medical license to practice medicine on people, I think there were some issues with that. I'm not really sure. Didn't want to get all into that whole conspiracy thing. Uh, you know, there was a lot of conspiracy about maybe the government tried to murder him because of this documentary. I think that that's far-fetched, but, you know, you be the judge and have your own opinion about that. However, back to legacy, um, Nick Cannon decided that he would continue with the documentary, um, getting that thing released, um, to the public. And I just believe that, uh, Nipsey, I believe had three children, um, and so, you know, I think that he was a great example of what, how you could turn your life around. Because like I said, he was a drug dealer, I'm not a drug dealer, a gang member. And, you know, we all know gangs do not have the greatest reputation. And so being a great gang member, I believe was, you know, a great turnaround. He... Nipsey also was cleaning up the community so far as getting the parks put back together so that the children could play and convincing gang members to, like, give the kids some time to have, you know, dominion over some space at some point and letting children be 
children. Um, there was supposed to be a, a truce called um, between the gang members. And so we are hoping that that continues and it wasn't like a, you know, a temporary thing overall. But just the fact that, you know, leaving such a great legacy for his boys to, um, you know, for not just his boys, because there's a little girl too, but for his children to be able to see the example of and piggyback off of him, hopefully they too will be able to, you know, march in the footsteps of their that their father left. Uh, at the funeral, his like I said, I don't remember. I don't know if she's his wife or if she's his girlfriend. Uh, Lauren London, she spoke very highly of him as a man, um, and then as a provider, as a boyfriend, husband. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna just start saying her her husband. I'm not sure if he wasn't, but I'd like to not diminish that role if that's where he was. So. She spoke about him, you know, um, saging them, the the family, to make sure that there were positive energies, giving them good reads to, you know, grow their minds. That, you know, he just was more than. There were just so many words and positive words that she could that she said about him, and she was basically saying, you know, he was more than just love. He was. He was not just love, but he he gave it in such a way that it was more than um, the typical ideal of love. If if you will, if you understand what I'm saying, um, I would advise that you look up Lauren London speaks at Nipsey Hussle's funeral. Nipsey's mother also gave a wonderful. Um, conversation out there it's recorded you guys can look it up if you look up Nipsey Hussle's mother um she spoke about how she wasn't really sad about her son dying because he is in the place that he has all knowledge of all things and and so because of that you cannot be sad about the passing because she understood that her son lived a purposeful life and that you know it was you know, a pleasure having him in her life for the time that she was able to have them. And it just was like, so just uplifting to see these two women giving their account, you know, of their son and husband and, and uplifting so many more people because so many people were, you know, sad and them giving a better or not better, but a different outlook on the importance of Nipsey's life and his death. And I think that that being able to leave that type of legacy for your family is something that we don't all get to do because we don't know we don't know how to leave out of the space of ourselves to become more for more people which he would have had to have done with a fearlessness that not all of us understand we possess. Now, I believe we all possess it, but we just don't understand that we possess it and we don't know how to tap into said fear.
you know. But in speaking with legacy, it also made me think about my my great aunt who I told you guys passed away. She was 98 years old and um, she was the mother of two children. Um, and she just was amazing. Now, this is my adult account of her because I remember as a child when um, I was younger, she would take us on trips, me and um, two of my cousins. Uh, we would go on these trips and <laughs> she would not let, like if you, she was the kind of person Y'all know these people. If you started, if you ate something and you didn't finish it, that was your meal later on. Don't ask for something else. You gonna finish this food. And she was, <laughs> she would do that to us. It was just like, you have to eat this meal. I had this sandwich that I asked for. We went on a bus trip, y'all. The Greyhound bus. We stopped at one of these little side off the road stop places. And she told us like, get something here. Cause I don't know when we gonna stop again. You, I don't want to hear you guys crying on the bus that y'all hungry. So get something here. So I got something, but whatever I got, it was not to my liking. So I was like, mm, I eat this. My girl, we made it to the next stop. My cousin was like, ooh, I want a such and such. And my great aunt was like, okay, cool. And then I was like, oh, I want something, something. And my girl pulled out her purse. <laughs> she pulled out her purse, her my food from the last stop and was like, uh-uh, girlfriend. You want to eat this meal. You better eat this old ham and cheese sandwich. I don't know what I had, but whatever it was, she was like, you want to eat this before you can get something else. I remember we went to Hawaii and she told me, you know, well, I didn't eat my food, right? And so by the time we got there, we were talking about going to get something to eat. And she really was like, uh-uh, you can't get nothing to eat unless you finish that little bit of whatever I had left. I had to eat that thing, child. So I was like, let me gulp it down because I'm trying to eat at this restaurant. Then got to the restaurant and I wasn't even really hungry, of course, because I had already just ate whatever was a little piece of meal I had earlier. But <laughs> with that being said, my great aunt was just a woman who was about learning. She had several degrees. And the last degree she received, she went to community college. She was the oldest person at the school to have graduated. She was 88 years old, y'all. 88 years old when she got a college degree not her first degree but the fact that she at 88 was like i'm still about to learn something they <laughs> i've seen so much i know so much i didn't hear so much i watched the world change in 98 years can you imagine how many things she has seen change and still at 88 or 87 deciding that she was going to go to school to learn yet another something enough that they would give her an associate's degree for it right that's dope like it just made me feel like i got so many more things to learn because i'm trying to live a 98 year old life and when i tell y'all she was the 98 where um she was still like alert like sharp uh, she, you know, she was just 
amazing. Like, her mom was just really, really sharp. Um, at her funeral, there was a woman who played, you know, some music. She stood up and let us know that she was from the African American Music Institute, which is the one that is in our city. Um, she said that my grandmother in her 80s decided to learn the piano. Come on now, y'all. What y'all doing with yourselves? And this lady is 80-something years old deciding she going not only go to college and take classes. And I mean, she's on a bus. This woman was still catching a bus across town to go to classes at the community college to get a degree and still had time to learn the piano. Now, the woman said that she had learned the piano. She was, you know, proficient enough in the piano that she was like, okay, I got to do something else. So when she was 92, she decided to take up the guitar. And I was like, come on now. I tried to do um, cake decorating right quick, real fast. And I was like, this is too hard. I ain't even trying no more. But now I'm about to have to pick that back up because she gave me hope. My great aunt was still traveling. She was still thinking and remembering, recalling things, you know, at 98 because not, not but maybe a week, two weeks before she passed, she was in the hospital. I had gone to see her and we had a conversation and she was, not just was she quick, not just was she, you know, sharp with thinking, but she was still like cracking jokes, like quick witted with the jokes, you know? Um, and so when I think about legacy, I think about the legacy that she left us with, you know, just understanding that the possibility of things is always there. And, um, you know, her grandchildren and her stepdaughter, her step-grandchildren, all of us, you know, even, you know, me being a niece of hers and even my brother, we all were just so amazed at you listen to things and there's so many things that you think you know about a person, but then when you go to a funeral, I promise you, it's always like, because people speak the best of people at funerals, so you learn so many things about somebody that you would not, you know, have known before then, I learned that my aunt, my great aunt, was going to the VA and singing for people at the VA, you know, at the VA, just doing just community work and just giving to people and being the best, that, you know, that she could be for them. And I was like, that is so dope because... That's the kind of thing that I want to do, you know, for, for my family. I want to be a legacy. I want to leave them with, number one, things that they want to be able to talk to people about and say in the same tone in which I'm just like, oh my gosh, like just the fact that, and you know, I didn't even know this, but knowing it, I connect with that thing. It, it was inspiring to listen to people talk about, 
you know, the things. Like, there was a moment when the pastor was speaking about the fact that he saw my aunt years ago. I guess she was um, in her 80s. I don't know. Her 80s just kind of like, she was doing it. But she was in her 80s, and he saw her at the post office, okay? You know, he's driving down the street. My aunt is leaving out the post office he was like oh no let me go see what's going on with her because you know she eight years old you want to go see why this 80 year old is out here in the street so he pulls over asks her you know what's going on she says she was going to a different post you know that she was going to a different area of town and so, different neighborhood in the town. So, so he's like, oh, well, you know, let me ride you. And at first, she's like, oh, no, it's fine. I'll take the bus. Because she was a bus rider. She will get to where she going. I don't care what part of town it is. My aunt going if that's what she needed to do. But he was saying it was a cold day. Like, it was, like, pretty much blizzard elements going on and so he's like you know no i can't just put you on a bus so he rides her to the area that she's going to he asks her you know i we're getting close but i don't know exactly where i'm supposed to be taking you and she told him she was going to the post office and he's like uh we just left a post office so i don't understand and she was explaining to him that she was looking for a particular stamp and he was like, well, you know, the pastor was like, well, okay, I'll take you and I'll bring you back. So don't worry about that. But I just need to know, like, what are you doing that you need such a special stamp? And my great aunt was like, oh, I have to send, you know, cards to the people on the sick and shut-in list. And he just spoke about how it touched his heart that my aunt was willing to go to such lengths to make sure not only was the car, um, you know, sent to you, but that she did, she did it with purpose, you know, because she could have slapped any old, you know, stamp on there, but she wanted you to see the envelope and know even from the envelope that she cared. And that is just, when they, when you talk about legacy, a lot of people, when they speak about legacy, they speak about, like, the money that people leave behind. But then there's a whole nother thing about, like, you know, the lessons and the um, life, the, the example of life and how life can be lived. And I was just moved by hearing so many people speak so highly of her and her acts. Um, my, my aunt, <laughs> Catherine, if I haven't said her name. She just was somebody that you could just take as an example and learn from. She traveled the world. She definitely traveled the country. If, if I don't know that she traveled the world, I do know that for sure that she traveled the country. And would get on a bus, plane, train, automobile at any time to go do whatever she wanted to do. Um, my last personal encounter with her... Uh, she and all of my many children and even my mother, we went to lunch with her. Um, she wanted to go to lunch and I was like, okay, well, you know, let me know where you want to go. I'll take you wherever we, you're trying to go. And she was like, oh no, local is fine with me, the local neighborhood. So we went and had fish sandwiches with her and, um, she just spoke such encouragement 
letting me know that she knew what I was doing um, in life and that she was just proud of me for being. And you don't hear that a lot. And so, you know, I was just blessed to be able to spend time with her. There were moments when we had to stay with her when I was younger. Um, she didn't have cable and I used to be like, what envy? But there was a moment in my life where as an adult where I did not have the money, the funds to afford cable and um, I was able to draw back on her, my great aunt's attitude towards, you know, just being like, you know, hey, the TV doesn't have to be the focus of my life and it helped me to be able to learn how to live without such a thing now you know i do have access to channels today but i just was grateful for the the ability to not panic because i wasn't in need of such a thing um she also had the the most beautiful white hair and it was just long and soft and pretty and she never really was like you know stuck up about this hair when I was like the Lord gave it to the right one because if it was me I would definitely have been like let me brush my hair two times on y'all right quick while we having conversations or whatever but she was amazing and her legacy will definitely live on in my heart and I hope you know that other family members do the same they carry on the same um, traditions of learning and um, loving and oh and she would send birthday cards to all of us like we all still got birthday cards just to, you know just letting you know I'm thinking about you and I remember that it's your birthday so I just would hope that those type of things carry on with me and then they are able to even be passed to my children even if they don't know where they come from just the fact that she touched me in such a way and I saw that she had touched so many other people I mean this was a 98 year old woman however which usually means that those funerals are not that um they're not attended with great numbers because, you know, most of their friends have already passed. Um, something like if you're 98, you can have children that have already passed, you know. And so people usually don't have a lot of people who attend those funerals. I've been to a lot of funerals because I used to work for a minister, a, a um, pastor. And so because I used to work for a pastor, I've attended a lot of funerals and it's, it seemed to be that people who would get up in age in the like 80s and 90s, it really was not a lot of people. But this funeral has so many people. She touched so many people. So many people remembered her that it was pretty much a packed house in the place. Um, and I just want to know, I just want to be able to create a legacy myself for my children i'm hoping that this podcast is part of that because they will always be able to go back and listen to you know my thoughts and hopefully my progression of thoughts 
and things that are happening in the world and then you know just seeing me jump out to do something one that's different and then two that you know is has always been in, and the purpose is always to uplift up uplift people i can't say that to uplift people and to help them to understand you know their highest self and so i just want to encourage you guys to find and figure out what you would like your legacy to be because sometimes we get so trapped into like the day-to-day -day conversations i mean um well the day-to-day -day conversations and just the day-to-day -day, um process of life that legacy isn't always a top priority now i'm not saying that's not all of y'all's top priorities some of y'all i'm sure are thinking hard long and hard about your legacy but others maybe today is your day to start to believe you know that you you can create your create your legacy starting today and you can decide what do you what do you want to leave for your family, for your children, for your friends, for the nation, um, you know, to remember you by and what example are you do, do you lead now that will create thought processes about how the world can continue to evolve when you are not here. I don't know, you know, I'm just saying this would be a great time to think about it. It's like spring. It's a new time. That means that it's like if we do like our spring cleaning. We could spring clean our minds and hearts and start to think about, you know, free up some space to think about what can our legacy be.
another podcast yet again. Thank you again for giving me the grace of last week. And um, I appreciate again you being here today. Don't forget I'm out there on the social means. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. And guys, the Patreon page is open. And if you want the Patreon page and you you know you pay the two dollars a month or you can pay five dollars a month, you can also give a, a any other kind of you know donation that you would like to give. I would greatly appreciate it. And with that, that's where you will get your YouTube videos. I will talk about lots of things on there. If you pay at the $5 a month um, tier, you can get the extra bonus, you know, content. But you can't get it if you're not paying. So go on over to patreon.com backslash um, IJS podcast and you'll be able to find me. You can become a supporter and I will greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. Also, guys, you know, I'm here every week having something to say, trying to uplift you at all times or inspire you to think, make you think and to help you to grow because we'll never want to stay where we are. You don't want to get comfortable anywhere. That means we're not growing in any way. But you know me. You don't got to take anything I say as fact. After all, I'm just saying. <laughs>